Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred spoke out about why he didn't punish players for the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Why didn't he do more? We'll discuss all of that. And the Tampa Bay Lightning traded for forward Blake Coleman, the second-leading scorer from the New Jersey Devils. But did they give up too much? And what did Bruce Arians have to say about Jameis Winston's future with the Bucks? Well, we know this much. His priority is re-signing the defense. We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Steve, wow, a lot has happened since we last chatted uh, uh, about this on, on Friday. Um, I've had a chance to talk to Bruce Arians. The Lightning have won two games since then, including a 3-1 to win over Edmonton and then 5-3 to over Philadelphia on Saturday, which was uh, sort of a pretty chippy game. But uh, let's start with baseball, which is a brush fire at this point. <laughs> um, I can't remember a time in my life, really, where uh, the game has looked worse than it does right now with this cheating scandal. This is something that uh, has, has a lot of different layers to it, and it just does not seem to be getting better. Um, I guess on Sunday it was Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, had a chance to uh, readdress the whole Astros cheating scandal. Among other things, he did admit, admit that the, uh, the Astros didn't help themselves uh, at the very least with their press conference the other day, which I, I still think was one of the worst I've ever seen given what was at stake and, and the amount of time they had to prepare for it. Um, but, I, I, you know, what everybody seems to be bringing up, and, and especially the players in particular, is A, they don't think there's been enough remorse on, on, on the part of the players with the Houston Astros, but B, they didn't really do anything to address or to punish these players um, for their role in the scandal, right? I mean, we we know that they they fired their general manager. They weren't required to. They, those guys were suspended, and AJ Hinch was suspended indefinitely. Well, um, you don't they think they were required? Well, they yeah, it may have been a wink, wink, nod, nod. But regardless, they they did fight. those guys. Those men lost their jobs, right? And and sort of baseball's message was they didn't have the players didn't have proper guidance, um, you know, from. Uh, the powers that be in the in the front office and, and at the managerial level, and they find you know the owner five million dollars and all of that, um, but you know, I I think they fell real short of what other players in the in Major League Baseball wish they would have done, and that is hold some of the guys accountable. And I and I don't know you know in listening to Manfred, I mean basically he said. You know, look, I understand why the players, people say the players should have been punished, and I know why they feel that way. Um, but he says, you know, if it was a world where I could have found out all the facts without granting immunity, I would have done that. His argument is, and there, there's certainly truth to this, I'm sure, that we don't get any of this information about 2017, let alone 2018. And oh, by the way, nobody would admit that anything happened last year in 2019. But none of this really tumbles out without allowing the players to talk 
freely and honest, honestly without fear of, of uh, suspension or worse, right? So I, I kind of get that. But by the same token, they've kind of created this culture of, of a lack of accountability on the part of the Astros and some of these players in particular. And the stories just keep changing. I mean, what is Carlos Correa came out the other day and added another layer of alibi to Jose Altuve's reasoning for not ripping off his shirt after a walk-off home run uh, against the Yankees. And, and now it was because he had some sort of embarrassing or poorly uh, designed tattoo on his collarbone, which what I, if there's one thing I love about Twitter is that they can call BS on everything. And somebody ran a picture of Altuve shirtless with no tattoo near his collarbone. So, I mean, it just it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And these, these, you know, a lot of people in baseball are turning themselves into pretzels trying to trying to say, yeah, no, this is enough. I think it's time to move on now. I think, look, Manfred's in a tough spot because you don't get the players' cooperation unless you give them immunity. That's true. So, And if you didn't give immunity, then your investigation is going to take how long? And are you oh actually gosh. going to get any info? And you're going to be in a fight with the players' union for years. Mm-hmm. The other part, and Mark Topkin brought this up a long time ago when this first came out. If you start punishing the players, a lot of those players are on different teams now. You know, does Charlie Morton get punished? Does, mm-hmm. you know, um, you name the player that's at a different team now. You know, so right. you start punishing the other teams in, in addition right. for to having their yeah Astro players. Yeah. But we know, look, we know if there's one thing about baseball is they don't do anything until they're forced to. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't fix steroids until it was Congress saying, "Hey, we're going to look at your antitrust exemption." Oh, oh, no, we're we're going to clean up the sport now. I mean, they knew it was going on for 25 years. They didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not saying baseball doesn't care about this, but the goal was to get it swept under the rug as quick as possible. Make it go away fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wanted to do our investigation. Not saying that they didn't do a thorough investigation, but they wanted to get it done quickly before spring training. And the Red Sox one's still going on, but you presume that'll be done before the regular season. And they hope to move on from there. And my guess is, is they also know it's bigger than this. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing these aren't the only two teams yeah. that cheated. Now. Maybe not to the same level that the Astros did, particularly if there's buzzers and other systems that we haven't even confirmed yet that have been you know reported right. as possibilities. But Manfred, I keep going back to Roger Goodell with Manfred, and mm-hmm. you know as, as during you know whether it's Bounty Gate or you name the gate in the NFL that you know everyone Goodell's awful and horrible and they should be fired and this and. Remember, Manfred's only job is to please 30 people. And as long as the revenues in baseball keep going up, which they are, then he pretty much can do what he needs to do or wants to do. And as long as those revenues keep going up, baseball will continue to operate the same way it is. Because the owners aren't yeah. going to make that make a change. And, and I'm not saying that Manfred should be fired. What I'm saying is, is that Manfred doesn't care what the public thinks outside of if it starts hurting the sport financially, you know, it's just, it's Roger Goodell's hated. Gary Bettman's hated. Right. You know, Adam Silver's the only commissioner that's somewhat liked, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Manfred, 
you know, he'll make the unpopular decision because until it hurts the sport of baseball, he'll continue to do that. That's, I mean, that's kind of baseball's always been that way. If you, I mean, go go back. Baseball's always had the biggest scandals of any sports. Well, look, I mean, the Black Sox cheated, you know, through a mm-hmm. World Series. I mean, what could be worse than that? Uh, I mean, if you go back through history, certainly. Mm-hmm. And we know about the steroid era, and, and most players we've talked to and, and that I've read uh, have said that this is, is worse in, in terms of the, the cheating part of it simply because that, you know, with steroids, they didn't know what was coming, at least from the mound, and they still had to hit it and all that, and you didn't know who was using it. The thing I would say about Manfred, where I think this is short-sighted, and you're right, he's probably playing to an audience of 30, right? Uh, and those are the other owners in, in, in Major League Baseball. Um, but baseball already has problems, okay? And, and deep-rooted ones. I mean, look, their game is slow. Um, the TV ratings are, are not that great. Uh, the, the, the demographics well, are na- older. Nationally, their ratings aren't. But for local right. broadcast, the ratings are still very good for most teams. Yeah, they're most still teams. fine. I mean, and, and, and baseball is a regional sport, let's face yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you know, back in the day, uh, there was the game of the week that everybody watched, and it didn't matter who it was. It was the Dodgers against the, the Yankees mm-hmm. or whatever. Everyone was going to watch. Well, that, they didn't have any league play, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the, the point is, is that, um, you know, I, I still think of the three major sports in this country – that baseball is the one that is in the most jeopardy of, of falling out of it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and again, obviously they make money and they wouldn't be paying the enormous salaries that they do if they did not. And the local TV contracts are still very good, even for a team like the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but, but I don't, you know, I do think it matters sort of what, what the public opinion is about the game. Look, if you lose the integrity of this game, of any sport, um, you know, if anybody thinks that something is rigged, then you're dead as a sport. You know, you, you become pro wrestling. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a few that actually want to believe and, and, you know, may insist that that is real, but it's not. It is scripted. And so um, in as much as you can control that and you can really um, put some your full weight behind it, the full weight of the commissioner's office, I think they've fallen short of it. And that's why I think that these other players are so upset about it. I mean, how many times do we got to hear a player come out and say, listen, um, these guys didn't just cheat, right? They altered careers of other players. Mm-hmm. Well, you there's know, a Blue Jay guys, player that's suing now. Yes. And, and you know what? And, and I hope he wins. If I was on that jury, I'd certainly give it a lot of weight mm-hmm. because if I'm up in my major league debut was against the Houston Astros and I get absolutely shelled because they're playing, you know, Phil Collins, uh, you know, drum beat uh, on, on, in the dugout and pick, taking every one of my pitches, then, then you know, I, I've just lost a career. I might not never – I may never get another shot in the big leagues because these guys absolutely tore me a new one. And, and from that standpoint, they should be sued. They, they affected other players' livelihoods. And not to mention there's a few people that probably bet on baseball that aren't too happy with them either. Um, and so – you know, from that standpoint, you've lost the integrity, not just with the fans, but with your own players, with, with other guys in Major League Baseball, and in this case, maybe falling out of Major League Baseball because of what you've done. And so I don't know, you know, that just placating owners and, you know, hey, oh, this two will pass kind of attitude is really going to be enough. And, and 
how do we know what else is coming out? See, this is the thing I think Manfred has to be leery of. Okay, they've done their investigation, and who knows? You know, I couldn't find any buzzers, and you know, look. Well, as, well, Manfred my, didn't say they couldn't. Well, they haven't found them, but he didn't say he couldn't say they didn't use them. Yeah, he couldn't say they didn't use them. He said we didn't we didn't have any evidence that we could prove they used them, um, but he didn't rule it out either. And it's it's my good friend Herman Edwards that you know what he always said is true is like what we do in the dark is going to come to the light. It's going to come to the light now, and it is. Eventually, there will be there will be light on what actually happened and all of it. It's all going to come out sometime. And baseball can say, no, no, we've done enough. This is enough. We're not going to look any deeper. Um, we don't care about 2019. We can't prove it. So we're moving on. But it, it, it's it's a little more than that because, <laughs> because their own players aren't satisfied. And, you know, and, and the other thing that he said that I thought, I, you know, I mean, it's as simple as sort of what do you do about – the World Series title, right? And at at minimum, I think most players and even fans may agree, and I haven't taken a poll, that they should have vacated the World Series. There's no way that that trophy or that banner should fly in Houston. You don't have to give it to the Dodgers or the Yankees or anything like that, but they they no. cheated. But to that's get two the straight World years Series. you're going to have to vacate, most likely. When the Red Sox investigation comes out, well, okay then. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm and I, I'm all for equal. No, no, no. You know, equal I, but what I'm saying is, is baseball law. willing to vacate two World Series? In Apparently, a row? they're not. Apparently, they're not willing to vacate two or even one. Because what Manfred said on Sunday was the 2017 World Series will always be looked as something different. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> different is a is a euphemism compared to what I would come up with. But he said, whether or not you put an asterisk or you ask for the trophy back, I don't think that makes much difference. I think we did what we should do, and that was we found the facts and we were transparent about them. Disagree. I, I think, and look, I mean, will people you know, forget that the Houston Astros won that World Series if they don't have the trophy uh, you know, somewhere in their organization? No, they're always going to know what happened. But, but it just seems to me that, you know, it does make a difference in people's minds. That's why everybody keeps bringing it up. Look, I saw the other day where Manchester City, right, um, the the hockey club over in uh, in England, had violated what amounts to a salary cap rules, right? They got like a two-year ban from one of the leagues over there. <laughs> I mean, you know, serious money, serious implications. Um, you can't play anymore in this league. And, and then I look at baseball, and it's like, yeah, yeah, don't do that again. I mean, really, it, it comes down to a proverbial, we caught you, now now you're not going to do it anymore because it's out there in the open. Let's not do this again. It just rings hollow to me a little bit. And, and I think that, you know, the players feel that way too, and, and that's his problem. His problem isn't what fans think. His problem is that the, his own players believe mm-hmm. it. And what happens now, right? Dusty Baker came out and said, Hey, Major League Baseball, hey, and Dusty's doing his job. He wasn't part of it. He's protecting his players. I get it. But he came out and said, hey, baseball better have my players back. There better not be any balls thrown behind my guys. I mean, I think players are going are gonna to mm-hmm. take it in their own hands, as they always have. Well, and here's another interesting thing. I mean, 
you know, so they went through the PED scandal or however, mm-hmm. you know, lack of, you know, Era. doing yeah. anything about it. Now they do. Now right. you get busted and you're popped for half a season. Mm-hmm. What if a player gets busted for cheating this year? Exactly. They haven't announced anything yet. No, I mean, we the, don't player, know what the players, be. you know, they haven't been remorseful, but why should they be remorseful? They cheated. They got away with it. They still have a ring. They still have no the banner. They still have the title. They weren't suspended. Fined. They don't lose any right. money. Yeah. What should they be scoreboard. remorseful about? I mean, scoreboard. Uh, unless your internal, you know, conscious makes you remorseful. But, but you may they, be remorseful. They cheated and got away you, with it. Yeah, you may be remorseful if you think that you, that this may affect your Hall of Fame status. Well, and, one and that's day. why I said, that's your internal conscious more than it. Yeah, I mean, most right. of those players aren't going to be Hall of Fame worthy anyway. A handful no. might maybe, but yeah. you know, uh, you know, unless but, your internal conscious does that. But otherwise, you got away with it. You weren't suspended. You weren't fined. You didn't lose your title. It was worth it for them. Yeah. Kind of I mean, look for some. Kind of the like, way I look like at the steroid it? era too is is I'm not going to get busted. I know mm-hmm. they don't test for it. I know that everyone's making money off of it, so I'm going to go ahead and do it, and it's going to benefit me. I'm going to make money. I'm going to set records. Do you know? And who knows how many actually were doing it? Right. But it seems like quite a few. And you know, they got they knew they'd get away with it. Well, I mean, to your point, I mean, Jose Altuve signed a contract after 2017 mm-hmm. that was. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars, and you know, was was uh, was he named the MVP? I believe he was. I think he was the MVP. So you know, that usually comes with a financial reward too, contractually. But or just the whole, you know, the runner-up may have had a financial. Exactly, he may take the money off of his plate. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And and should he be eligible or retain that? Look, none of these guys are giving their paychecks back. None of them, and none of them are giving back the hardware either. They're keeping the trophies. They're keeping the title. They're keeping the memories. Hell, their owner came out and even said, "Mo, I don't think it affected anything we did at all." And then had to backtrack and say, "I didn't say we did, it didn't affect anything." Well, yet you literally just said that. Um, it's it's so ridiculous. And and the Astros have dug. You know, the first thing you do when you're in a hole is is put the shovel down, and they haven't found a way to do that. They mm-hmm. you know. And these players continue to call them out. And even some of them are now pushing back against the players from other teams that have called them out. I mean, they're not even like just ignoring the noise and taking their medicine or whatever cliche you want to come up with. I mean, they needed to just recognize that other people are going to have visceral reactions to this around the league. But instead, they're pushing back on other players who are pushing back on them. Um, I don't know where it ends, but... I can I, I can assume or expe- expect, no matter what Dusty Baker says, there's going to be some balls thrown behind some hitters this year. And it may happen in every city they show mm-hmm. up at. Well, what happens when a pitcher, one actually gets away from them and it, it wasn't even intentional, throws behind? Well, yeah. And you're going to throw him out of the game? You're going to warn him? You're going to warn both teams? Yeah. Hey, before the game, I know you're playing the Astros, but don't throw the ball inside because yeah. if you do, I'm going to run you. Well, and this isn't over yet either because we still have to get the the Red Sox investigation. I mean, that hasn't yeah. been released yet. I mean, they, you thought they might have this past week, but apparently they're not done with it yet. But as, you know, as if Red Sox fans have been tortured enough by losing their MVP. Um, yeah, but that's I mean that's a huge story, right? American League East team, uh, storied team, World Series champion. I mean, all of that. And um, like I said, baseball can't get away from this bad news. And no one, you know, look, we're both 
both of us, I would say, are baseball people in, in terms of our favorite sport. I don't know how you feel, Steve. I never asked you, but I know you spent a lot of time uh, in Cincinnati and, um, you know, producing those games with the Reds and all of that. Um, certainly, I grew up in baseball. I hate to see this for the sport. I think the sport has enough problems um, just generally, generationally. Um, certainly here in Tampa Bay with, you know, with what's going on with the Rays and all of that, which we can also get into um, a little bit. But I, 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 you know, I don't think the Astros had a clue how to handle this. And I think you're right. Why should the players feel to be – why should why should they be transparent? Why should they be contrite? Why should they be anything except embattled a little bit? Because there's no accountability for them. Well, None I mean, whatsoever. Think of it this way. Pete Rose was banned from baseball for life. Perfect. Because his actions impacted the game. integrity of the game, the outcomes yes. of the game, and yes. and your, as a fan's, uh, ability to think that the game is pure or you mm-hmm. know not, not tainted or affected or rigged. Better right. word. Right. These players got nothing. <laughs> I mean, look, if Pete, I mean, the I'm steroid players, more... the steroid players at least are getting, susp- you know, now that they're testing, they actually get suspended for 80 games the first one, well, and, and then it and, goes and, up from there. But And to this point, voters in, for Hall of Fame have held them accountable by not putting Barry Bonds mm-hmm. or other players in the Hall of Rafael Palmero, other players in the Hall of Fame, they've held them accountable, even if baseball really didn't have a positive test to to do that with. But I mean, you know, baseball at one point suspended someone for affecting the integrity of the game, and these players got zip. They got nada. Yeah. You know, and and you know, the Pete Rose argument could be, you know, you, I'm not equating the same thing. I mean, you know, gambling and fixing a game is probably a little worse than getting a, an unfair advantage because you still have mm-hmm. to go out and perform it. But but the point is, is is actions that affect the integrity of the game, and I, I understand why the other players are mad. I mean, they yep. got nothing. They got a free pass. They got they away got with zero. it. Yeah, they got away with it, and and they're not contrite. And yeah, and, 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 and they yeah, they've handled the apology or lack thereof horribly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how Jim Crane didn't hire a PR person or a PR firm to teach all these players how to do this, and himself too. Uh, it's 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 embarrassing. It's embarrassing from an organizational standpoint. I would fire the PR guy. I would fire. Anybody that does crisis management or anybody you've contracted with, they were god-awful. So, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So we go from bad news for baseball, but great news for the NHL. And if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, listen, what do you make of this trade, Steve? Uh, Blake Coleman, who is the uh, second leading scorer of the New Jersey Devils, uh, described by Julian Breezebois as the energizer bunny, as Levy Smith would say, a rabbit or whatever, that they, they, they get him from New Jersey, but they gave up what amounts to two first-round picks, if you think about it, uh, to the Devils 
because Nolan Foote, who they took 27th overall last year, is gone uh, to the mm-hmm. Devils and a conditional first-round pick that they got from the Canucks in return for J.T. Miller. So this is a, a lot to give up, but they're getting back a bigger guy, a guy that can play on the power play, the penalty kill, all of that. Um, and I mean, this, and they have a control of him for two years at a, at a, a pretty well, reasonable $1.8 million a year salary. There is the key. And, and mm. Julian Breezebois mentioned this many times on Sunday night. A player who has outperformed his contract right. and is under contract for another year after this year. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pay a steep price. A player that has scored 21 goals this year and is making $1.8 million this year and next, or at yeah. least cap value-wise, cash may be slightly different, but as far as the right. cap goes, you know, Lightning have a salary cap crunch for the next two seasons. This offseason right. and next offseason, they're going to have a salary cap crunch. To have a guy who could play top six minutes, and on this team may not, he may be a more of a bottom six, but can play top six at $1.8 million for this year and next, it allows you a lot more options next year because mm-hmm. you've got, a, you've got a, a high quality forward. So you could possibly make some other moves next year because he's at $1.8 million compared to some of your other guys. Which. So not only are you helping your team this year, and I love that they're going for it this year. It is a steep price, but you know, as we said, you know, look, your 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 Stanley Cup window is only open for a few years usually. That's right. I mean, you know, you can make the playoffs twenty five straight years like Detroit, but those last ten years they had no shot at the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they were making the playoffs every year for a while. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Lightning, and and I don't think their window's closing at all. But Mm -hmm. look, I mean, you know, Stamkos is over thirty. Hedman's approaching thirty. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, your windows, you've got a couple years left with this big core yeah. for your window. They're yeah. going for it. And, and there's a guy that they're going to have for next season as well. And prospects and picks are only as good as, you know, how you develop in that. I mean, the, it, it's a promise. It's not a, it, it's not a, it's not a promise. It's a, a hope. Right. And hope's not the right word, but, you know, prospects don't always pan out. And, and the reason, the reason you have yeah. prospects in acquired draft picks is so that you can better your team whether it's by right. those players that you develop or trading those into other. Look at the Rays have done that for years. Mm-hmm. That's how the Rays have built teams for years. So it's a steep price, but look, Blake Coleman was going to be in demand because of control past this season and his salary cap hit. You know, right. The Lightning could not afford to take on anybody past this season that had a big salary cap number. They, they're right. in a salary cap crunch. But a, a quality forward a guy. that's already scored keep, 20 goals yeah. for, for $1.8 million, yeah, mm-hmm. sign me up any day. Well, and look, I mean, what I like is the signal it sends. Remember, a year ago they did nothing, okay? They didn't make any trades, any moves. Um, certainly, this tells your your players and your fans that we are going for it. How many points? I mean, they're almost got the best record in hockey at this point. They're I mean, one point behind on, Boston. I mean, they could win the damn President's Cup again, okay, back-to-back. Back. So this is a team, but it's the way they've gotten here. They haven't gotten here by winning seven to six every night. Um, they, they've made it so that they're playing a two hundred foot game. They're they're protecting their goaltender, who's been unworldly again. Um, is just playing terrific, and they got bigger bodies. The other day, I thought it was such a, a good example, you know, against um, Philadelphia because you know they had a they had a pretty good lead, and, and they probably were embarrassed. They they you know let a lot of that get away. They were up four one at one point with about five or six minutes to go, and it was suddenly it was four to three because they took 
some penalty minutes, but they did so because, you know, they let the Flyers get under their skin a little bit, but it was different. It was different because the big guys, the Luke Shens and, and those guys were able to push back. And, and it's been that way for a while now, you know, they're, um, they're not going to be intimidated. They're, um, you know, they're, they're not going to just try to outscore you every game. If they get a lead on you, they can choke you out in the last five to eight minutes of a game with a one goal lead and win the game. Um, and even though I know they were, you know, Stamkos talked about how they weren't proud of, you know, making it a, a tight game at that point. Um, they're a different hockey team than they have been. And yet they still have the skill and they got the world's best goaltender bar none. And that guy is just unbelievable. Well, a couple of things. One, they're three points behind Boston. I stand correct. Boston played on Sunday. So they're three points back with it, right. but they do have a game in hand. Yes. Um, the lightning have not given up three goals or more than three goals in a game in 2020. What? The last Say time, they, the last time they gave up more than three goals was new year's Eve. Wow. That's how well and they're it, playing. That's how you win. Yeah. That's how you win in the playoffs too. Yeah. You don't win four mm-hmm. to five to four, six to five. You win two to one, three to one, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And Andre Vasilevsky, what, 21 straight games now he's pointed in? Nineteen oh and two. Yeah. There's only six <laughs> goalies in history that have done that. <laughs> it's the Lightning are the second franchise in history to have two ten game win streaks in the same season. Mm. Only the Boston Bruins have done it. They did it twice. They did it, I think, like in 1929 and 30. Right. I'm not sure if Phil Esposito right. was on that team or not. 1929 and 30. Are you kidding me? Not sure if Espo was on that team or not. <laughs> no, I don't. And then they so. did it again in 70, 71. But it's unbelievable. I mean, they're playing great. And so if this if this trade does what I think Breezeball thinks it will do, it will only uh, make them stronger going forward. And look. They've had some injuries. They, they, I mean, they gutted through a game. Yeah, the uh, Edmonton, the Edmonton, they didn't have Stamkos, Kucherov, or Sorelli, and they won that game three to one. And they won it going away. Yeah, three. To, yeah, it was it was a beautiful game, and um, you know they're just on a roll now. They got they got a road trip coming up. They're in Colorado, Colorado tonight. I tonight, and yeah. they go to Vegas on Thursday. That's where Blake Coleman will join the team. Is right. in Vegas on Thursday, um, and he'll he's, he's excited to join the team, and he might. Might miss a game or two in a couple of weeks. His uh, wife is due to give birth in two weeks. Oh wow! So their first child. So I don't, I'm not sure how that's so all going to work out. They're still trying to figure that out. But Coleman uh, and a baby be named later, I guess. Yeah. Is what well, yeah. So that, that actually there was more to the trade than just. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm. I mean, I think you know the contrast from last year, not doing anything before the trade deadline. Um, now, you know, Breezeball was quick to mention, hey, don't expect there's a whole lot else coming, okay? Like we're, mm. we're, we're kind of tapped out here, but... Yeah, I, I think, I never, think they right? might deal for a depth defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, still think, I still think they could use some more... It, it, maybe you're not getting a top six defenseman. Maybe it's just your seventh or eighth. Although, I mean, right. you know, Luke Shen has played pretty well, and so has Braden Coburn. Um, yeah. You know, I, I still don't know if Shen skates fast enough to play consistently on this team, but uh, boy, you do like uh, some of the thump he gives you back. I like in the his back size. End. Yeah, I do. You know, if you start matching up against, let's say the capitals mm-hmm. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you may want him, you know, playing more than, than, than if you're playing the Maple Leafs or someone like that, you know, right. so some right. of, some of that defensive pairings could end up coming down to matchups um, mm-hmm. and, and what you need on the ice. Um, you know, some of that grit, some of that thump, some of that, you know, don't mess with Cooch or Stamkos. 
Yeah, well, that's what Stamco said the other day. He goes, look, we, you know, one thing I can tell you is we appreciate those guys being on the ice with us and standing up for us. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's how you keep them off of your your top scorers and uh, and the guys that are your franchise. So um, they've been really happy with it. It's just been a terrific season. What a contrast from the way they started. Um, you know, and again, <laughs> sadly, no one gives a damn until they get to the postseason anyway because they can win the President's Cup again. And, uh, you know, to most people, it just seem like more salt in an old wound. But I think they're different. I think they're playing different. And if they can stay healthy, and that's always the key, particularly Vasilevsky. Um, when you're 22, 2 and 1 of your last 25 contests, it's no fluke. It's the NHL. You're not supposed to do that in major league sports, right? You're not <laughs> supposed to dominate like that. I mean, this is a hockey season. If you did that even in, say, in baseball, which plays twice as many games, they'd be like, come on, who does that, right? Um, they've done it, and uh, and they look great doing it. So, I mean, I wanted um, to check, but yeah, so they're, they are 22-2-1 over the last 25 contests. That's 43 points. That's more than the Detroit Red Wings have. All season. season. Yeah. And almost as many as the Kings. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, crazy. those are some bad teams, but. Yeah, but that's how good they have been. And continue to be so. Yeah, interesting trade for the Lightning, Blake Coleman uh, from the New Jersey Devils. I mean, and more important, wrap- more importantly for them, they're thirteen points up on third place in the division, which means home ice for the first round. Yeah, you know, if you get top two in your division, you're home ice for the first round. So, I mean, they mm-hmm. not only you know what twenty five games ago they were struggling to make the playoffs at that point, now they're you know thirteen points up on securing home ice for the first round. All right, so uh, also since we last talked, I had a chance to catch up with Bruce Arians. He was at this uh, NFL coaching uh, clinic, if you will, um, coaching academy. Uh, those guys have been over there three days. A lot of interesting uh, people and names over there. These are uh, current uh, coaches, about 40 guys, I think it was. Um, some of them uh, are former coaches like Sean King was there. Um, you know, uh, saw Lewis Murphy, saw... Uh, Mark Jones used to play for the Bucks. A lot of a lot of former Bucks, and of course the Bucks were involved in this. So even though it's an NFL program, but Arian spoke on Thursday and uh, talked about his philosophies. Was very candid about you know in the room about you know uh, what he believes and and um, you know sort of how he looks at the game. It was really interesting. We can get into that at another time. But the biggest thing was we had a chance to walk out with him afterwards. And when I say we, it was myself, um, also Greg Allman and Jenna Lane from ESPN and you know just trying to catch up like where are you at right like the big question what's up with with Jameis Winston's future like what is he going to be back what's the deal and I wrote a column about this you can check it out on Tampa Bay Times uh in Tampa Bay.com um but the net net of it is this that they don't know <laughs> and when I say they don't know they they have some scenarios that obviously that they're uh prepared to uh to act on but until they know who's behind door number two, and literally, again, that's what Bruce Arians said, like, what's door number two? Can we make uh, the one we have, the one quarterback we have, better? Um, until or unless they really know that, there's not much they can do. And they're going to go to, you know, the combine, and there'll be a lot of discussion about some of the other free agents. They have 19 of them, including Shaq Barrett, and I'm sure they'll sit down with Drew Rosenhaus and talk to him. But the bottom line is that, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen before you get to free agency. And, you know, there are scenarios 
you know, I think the priority, the one thing that Bruce Arians said was his priority is, look, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is and we can't get this defense back together. And so re-signing as many players from their defensive front seven, uh, starting with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and maybe in Donald Kansu or Carl Nassib, that's sort of, you know, what where he wants to go. Because he said, you know, I don't know if we can get them all back, but, you know, as our young guys grew the last eight games, we were really good. We can't let them all go. I don't care who who's my quarterback. We've got to have a defense. So here here are their options. I mean, it comes down to this. You can read it on TampaBay.com, but they can re-sign Winston and preferably to a multi-year contract if he would agree for something less than the $27 million that they would owe him as a franchise player, but you know, closer to the, maybe the $21 million he made last year. But, but Winston's not going to forego free agency for what he probably believes is a below-market deal. I mean, it's been put out there. He thinks he can make $30 million. I don't know where from. Uh, his representatives have not pushed back on that at all. So clearly somebody believes it. Um, so it would be difficult for him to do, I think, a, a two-year deal at something less than the, the franchise tag. So if you, you can apply the franchise tag, um, which, which guarantees him the equal salary of the top five highest-paid quarterbacks at his position, around $27 million. But then again, you know, while it's sort of a firewall for the Bucks, if they can't find a better option at quarterback, um, it could affect you know, who else they can bring back. The key is going to be this, and we talked about it, does Drew Brees return to the Saints? Because if he does, and, and he, he's only going to play in New Orleans, that means that the Saints, who, who also have some control over Tyson Hill as a restricted free agent, would probably have to say goodbye to Bridgewater. Um, so if Teddy Bridgewater is available, he becomes a pretty good option. Of course, we know he's only 27, um, beat the Bucks with 300 yards and four touchdowns you know, last year. Uh, Arians has said he thinks he's a starting quarterback. Who knows how much money he would command? There's there's a, a prediction that he would get around twenty one million dollars, which was what they paid Winston last year. Now, if Drew Brees retires, though, then you know he goes to broadcasting or what have you. Bridgewater probably stays in New Orleans, and that takes him off the market. We don't know what Tom Brady's going to do if he leaves the Patriots, right, and goes to the Chargers or the Raiders. Um, you know, I, I think that's still a possibility. I don't think that Bray's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, even though there's weapons down here, and Peter King has said that he should be, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. If he stays with the Patriots, though, the Chargers need a quarterback, and maybe Winston certainly uh, has some leverage on the Bucks. at least there's another market. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Cam Newton. The Panthers haven't decided that. The Dolphins may draft a quarterback or may want to bring one in. Um, and then, of course, the Bucks, you know, could uh, do some things in the draft. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I don't think they can move up for one per se, at least one of the top two or three. Um, but I think they're in it to draft a guy at least in the second or third round. Um, they could make a trade. I mean, you might, you know, have heard talk about Matthew Stafford being available with the Detroit Lions, and, and Newton, of course, could be as well. If the Raiders were to get Brady, then maybe Derek Carr becomes available. These are all things sort of that, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Arians was mentioning that, hey, we don't know who's out there. I suspect that only a couple guys will be by the time we get to the franchise tags. And then if some guys are available for trade, you don't know how much compensation that those teams are going to want. Um, so there's just so many unknowns that, you know, people ask all the time, what are the Bucks going to do, what are the Bucks going to do? And the answer is, they don't know yet. Well, They're the other, the other part of the scenarios. scenario that you brought up is, mm-hmm. look, Bruce wants to re-sign that defense. Yes. If you have to yes. use the franchise tag on Shaq Barrett, 
Mm. That takes that option off the table with James. It does. It does. Now you, you have a transition tag, which is guarantees them the top 10 money um, right now, unless they were to reach a new collective bargaining agreement so they could put the transition tag on one and franchise on the other. I don't know that Jameis is going to be happy with any of that. I mean, my sense is he really does want the big payday now, and who could blame him, right? Um, and yet I do I do sense that, that Arians is serious when he thinks that, you know, if I don't get this defense back, it, it won't matter who my quarterback is. And so I think they're very focused on that. So those talks with Barrett will, will occur, and, and, you know, there's a legal tampering period, but, but it's after – it's about a week after, uh, in March, that the transition tag deadline comes back mm-hmm. in, the, in the franchise. So if they're going to franchise or transition a player, they have to do that first, and then they'll find out who actually makes it to free agency a week or six days later. And, you know, I mean, y- you kind of got to have some good intel, right? They're not supposed to be talking to agents, but you got to kind of know what these other teams are going to do so you can decide – whether to use that firewall and protect your quarterback. If you, you know, if you don't think that somebody out there is going to be attractive to you or that you don't think you can get them, you might have to keep Winston under the $27 million. So it's, it's really going to come down to the wire. Um, we're about a month away, less than a month away, actually. We'll go to the Combine a uh, week from, uh, week from tom- or yesterday, actually, a week from Sunday, and talk to James, or, uh, Jason Light and, and Bruce Arians up there. But I don't think much is going to change until we get to the franchise deadlines when when teams start locking up some of their quarterbacks or um, you might see some movement. You might see some trades. You might see some some teams, uh, you know, willing to uh, to move on from their quarterback and, and get some of these other guys. And we don't know about, you know, guys like Newton and some others. So interesting. Check it out on Tampa dot com. Uh, my story on Jameis Winston and, uh, and some of the Bucks options. Speaking of football. I only caught a bit of this, but have they scored an offensive touchdown yet for the Tampa Bay Vipers? They're just waiting to do it in front of the home fans, Rick. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Boy, woof. Another bad football team in Tampa. One that I don't cover. Another one that quarterbacks have to throw multiple interceptions in every game. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and look, I'm, I'm starting, you know, Quentin uh, Flowers, of course, you know, Quentin Flowers had, had an interception as well. But can we just... Look, I think this league is about, you know, put the athlete at quarterback, let him run and make plays, let him use his feet, let him develop, let him throw the football. I, I've, I've seen all the quarterbacks now, literally, that are on the, uh, the Vipers roster. And I think Mark Tressman, who's supposed to be an offensive guru, he's scoring the fewest points out there in terms of offensive touchdowns. I don't – I think you're going to – you know, and this is the thing, and Pro Football uh, Talk wrote about this. What's, what's going to hurt – the XFL, is that there's not enough quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. So it's the quarterback play is bad. It's bad in this league. And so you may have you know skilled players and you may have good defenders and all this stuff, but with, if the guy at the ball doesn't know what he's doing and looks ragged, the whole league looks ragged. And I think they're suffering from that a little bit right now. I really do. Yeah, well, I mean, look, when I mean, we talk about in the NFL, there's, what, 10, 12 teams that have – franchise quarterbacks they're happy with and that's it you know ready to compete and there's 20 teams that are looking for their another quarterback Mm -hmm. um you know so how is the xfl going to do that i mean you know the nfl's got backup quarterbacks too so i mean you're you know you've got you know if if every team's got two you've got 64 quarterbacks there and there's 12 that teams are happy with 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, it's too bad that like Tim Tebow, who was contacted by the XFL, wants to continue playing his fifth year of minor league baseball. Um, but that's sort of the guy they need. They need a little star power. They need some 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 players that maybe the NFL is is saying you're too this or you're too that or you're not. Well, I think the XFL is going to succeed by looking at the quarterbacks that the NFL doesn't think can play quarterback. Right. Not the right. pro-style quarterbacks. That you're not trying That's to, right. You, if you're going to run an offense like for Tom Brady, you're not going to succeed in the XFL because you don't have quarterbacks good enough agree. to do it. Period. Agree. Agree. You need the, yep. you, this league is going to survive and thrive on quarterbacks that the NFL said, we don't th- believe you can play quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so you go to the XFL to, to either prove it or to continue playing whatever your motivation is. If they're going to try to run pro-style offenses like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady did, you don't have enough quarterbacks. It's not going to work. Your product's not going to be good enough and exciting enough to make Mm -hmm. this league work. I mean, at the end of the day, let's admit what the XFL is. It's minor league football. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's bad. It's minor league football. These are guys that haven't made the NFL or are no longer a part of the NFL. That's right. That's what this is, including your quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to do exactly what the best teams in the NFL do, you're not going to work. Right, and quite frankly, there's better players which in their minor leagues, which is college football. You know, there are mm-hmm. better prospects, better quarterbacks uh, that are playing right now and then, than you have, you know, in the XFL. So they need to get the guys that are fringe players, guys that teams might think that they're not enough of a pocket passer or too much of a runner or what have you, uh, and give them the opportunity because – you're right. If you're trying to look like the NFL and, and you know play between the tackles all the time and all that, it's just um, they're not good enough. All right, so we got a busy week ahead. we got the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be at Colorado tonight to see if they can keep their streak alive. We're going to talk to Tom Jones, my former radio partner and ex-columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute, uh, later this week. And then uh, our mailbag is going to be on tomorrow's podcast, so get your questions in. Here's what you do. If you want to send your questions, just do that on Twitter. Uh, you can submit them to us at temp, at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. The Daytona 500 is going to resume today at 4 p.m. Got rained out, of course, after about 20 laps or so, so we'll have a little discussion about that as well. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 